Joe Souchere. Commencing garage launch assignment number one. John Hyde, have you remained in your news chair? I, I am here, yes. Well, I, I'm hearing a new word uh, with the NFL, and I don't understand it. Did you say Teddy Bridgewater's contract has been told? Well, it, if it were told... It what was, does that mean, it, told? Spell told. T-O-L-L, like a toll road. What the hell are they talking well, about? That it would carry over uh, because of his injury. Yeah, uh, and because he was on the pup list, the, the uh, physically unable to perform. Uh-huh. Uh huh. If uh, according to the collective bargaining agreement, uh, if you're on that list through the first six weeks of your rookie deal, uh, your contract would have to carry over, which means uh, they could have ended up paying him very little money and keeping him. Uh, but if it does not toll, then but he, toll is where I'm focused. Yeah, well, I don't is know. Is toll brand new? Is that it's, new? It's new to me this year, yes. The first time I heard it was a, a couple months ago in connection with the Bridgewater uh, deal. Uh, basically, and I took it to mean uh, that the contract would carry over if you're told. But, uh, toll as in uh, pay pole. a toll. Yes, or, if you're uh, driving through a pole, uh, a toll. You've booth. been told. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I've never heard it before. I, I had never heard it either. Sometimes you tell people, but you can't always be told. <laughs> right. I knew yes. it would be a word right up your alley. Yes. <laughs> What's the temperature? 42. Isn't it nice? Oh, it's gorgeous. The chief offsite correspondent sent me uh, video and audio of snow melt running out of a drain pipe. But and he oh, thought he's got a he, lot of time on his hands. Well, huh? he does. And he thought that would be... Uh, Something we should share with listeners, but I told him it wasn't long enough. It was just a snippet. Okay. So I think we can all imagine what that sounds like. Uh, let's go to uh, Channel 22 in-house. All right. Uh, Highway 36, eastbound and westbound at Lake Elmo Avenue. We have a major incident, and I, I cannot get close enough to see, but they have completely shut down the... Um, Eastbound lanes of 36. That's headed towards Wisconsin. Uh, correct. And the westbound lanes, there is a major backup. It's open, but there's a gawker slowdown, and I think they're trying to let some people through occasionally. It looks like a uh, a pretty bad uh, incident. I'm not sure what it is or if there are any fatalities, but if you can avoid that, uh, make a move. Yeah, I'm not sure what your move would be yet. 36 at Lake Elmo, you're advised to, to skip it in both directions is what it sounds like. Yeah, you could probably hop on Stillwater Road or Stillwater Boulevard to kind of hug 36 to get out of it. Once you get by Pine Springs and 694, 494, you're, you're probably back on it. Where's more on number two? I think he had some family, uh, family things to uh, take care of today. So he's uh, unavoidably detained. Will he be back for the beer show tonight? Uh, if it were on Tuesday oh, nights, but the Tuesdays? beer show is not on tonight. It's on Thursday nights. Thursday nights, nights is yeah. the beer show. I'm I'm sure he'll be present and accounted for. I don't know about tomorrow, but I think Thursday for the beer show, he will be present and accounted for. He doesn't like to miss that show. I wonder what the temperature would be if we didn't have this most recent snowfall on the ground. What do you think, in 50s? Oh, I bet. Mid-50s? I bet. Well, it's a question for Dave Dahl. I have the pipes, don't I? I noticed that you were recording a Dennis Kirk uh, spot a little bit prior to the show, and Sound I thought, pretty good. and I got the Barry Whites going today. You can't fly in an airplane uh, in this day and age without getting diseased. No, I uh, you just I, can't. I fully disagree. You do. My friend that works at the airport would 
would fully disagree with well, you. Well, I, I would beg to differ. Do you have anything I should tell that friend that works at the airport? Well, yes, but nothing I can say on the air. Oh, okay. Tell right. me off the air and I'll relay right. it to him. Right. Or her. <clears throat> Wilder at home tonight. I saw the last game in person. Uh, what game was that? San Jose. On uh, Sunday night. Oh, you were there for that? Yeah. That was the overtime winner. Uh, yeah, we had the Mikulski. You didn't mention that yesterday. We had the Mikulski six-pack. Did you really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, they're playing the Blues tonight. Uh, I like when they play the Blues. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of the uh, Chicago, St. Louis. I like when they play those uh, those teams just because there is still, for me, a rivalry, even though there's not a national I guess there kind of is with Chicago. No, I think that the rivalry between the Wild and the, well, it was more North Stars and Blues. It was North Division. That was, that was pretty good back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. That That's the good. Sutters, the Sutter brothers, right? I don't remember. Sutters, and now it's Suter. Things change. I got a nice note from Kelly who writes, have an end of the world for you. Hmm. Uh, first off, I wanted to say I've been a fan of the show since I was 20 years old. And and uh, he pursued a career in radio. Oh, he's uh, lived in Austin, Texas, for the past seventeen years, but recently moved back to Minnesota. Uh, and he's been in radio now for eighteen years. Uh, his radio station in Minnesota, he does not tell me where, uh, is organizing a daddy-daughter date night. Fun. Well, it must be up around Saint Cloud. We are or having it at the College of Saint Benedict's. We posted something on our Facebook page to give away tickets. One of the comments that we got was the general, the gender neutral club plans to protest this event. It segregates gender neutral children. Wow. I'm going to be taking my daughter to this event. If these morons who have nothing better to do are there protesting, I'm going to have to have a conversation with her that I don't think she's mature enough to have. Right. So now she can't just be a kid having a night out with her dad. We have to deal with complex social issues. I don't like what this world has become. Sometimes I wish I was older. I can't imagine what the next 20 years is going to look like. Thank you for your time and good luck. Um, well, But it is an end of the world. But here, here's the problem. Hmm. Why does a gender-neutral a gender group that in, is in effect denying the existence of females trump the reality of that female existing. Let me try that again. I think I think I follow you, but clear why, it up. Why, why is any weight given to a gender-neutral group when they are, in effect, merely denying the existence of biological males and females? Which, uh, And these are the people that just love science when it comes to other things. Right. There's no scientific evidence to deny the existence of males and females. So therefore, bleep you, you gender neutral club. You don't have to be that. What the hell do you are you protesting? Right. The gender neutral club, you don't need to be that aggressive. Let <laughs> let, let let And this is far away from the country's tallest buildings. Yeah, it is. You're getting you're getting rural. Somebody stand up to these idiots and give them that argument. Do you mean to tell me that you being gender neutral no. trumps the reality no. of someone who has a gender and doesn't deny it. Right. 
Uh, and right. go ahead and be gender neutral, but then organize your own damn dance and leave let let dads and daughters have a dance and moms and boys have a dance. We'll call it the Pat dance. You know, <laughs> it's time for androgyny. It's just Pat. We'll have a gender neutral dance. There. Yes. Have a uh, oh, what to wear? A parent gender neutral dance. I'm not being facetious. Well, Doesn't that uh, answer it? It does, and <clears throat> see how many people you get. And that will tell you what percentage of the pop they're getting allowed. You know, they're going like this with their mouth, and they're they're being heard. What we what we see, what we are increasingly seeing, is we have to deny truths in order to accommodate feelings. That's what this boils down deny to. Deny truth. We're denying the truth of the fact that a father and daughter are a real entity and want to have a date night dance. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. The daughter is a daughter. She's a biological female. That's that's true. The gender neutral person should not get to trump that reality. That's a truth. The only reason the gender neutral person is attempting to protest that is because the gender neutral person feels excluded because they're Feelings are not being accommodated. I wish I had satellite radio. I'd really tell you what I think. I know you would, but we don't, so you uh, you really can't. Seems to me the only answer, go ahead and be gender neutral, but have, a, have your own dance. Right. What, how, how could that be? How could that be uh, harmful? No, it should be welcomed. Yeah. It should be welcomed, and then they can have their dance, and that's, they're fine. Mm -hmm. you, you're not threatening satellite, are you? Boy, am I ever. That was a preemptive strike. <sighs> I could tell you were pushing. Boy, it's forward. a good thing you... Uh... I got you. I got you back, because I, a good thing you I need this job. You it's know what the best kind of job to have is? Huh. One you have now. Well, it's a good thing you put me on the dish. Yeah. You've heard me. Uh, you've heard me rave about the BBC's uh, Blue Planet. Yes. Hosted by David Attenborough. Yes. He writes it and narrates it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I was told by someone, and I believe this, do you know what I was told by someone who uh, is in the field of, of, of medicine? What? That studies have shown that, that Blue Planet uh, releases serotonin in your brain, that it's so engrossing and so uh, calming that it is shown to people who, uh, what's the word I want? I guess it reduces angst. I can, okay. I can, I can vouch for that, in the sense that it's entirely captivating. Do you, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Or are you watching The Bachelor? I, uh, I'm watching The Bachelor. Okay, but I, I will get around to Blue Planet. Well, it's you know, I just one, have not yet. One segment might be the deserts. Mm -hmm. One segment might be the mountains. One segment might be the jungle. One segment might be uh, life under the oceans and the, the, the photography, uh, and the narration are absolutely 
top drawer. Now you got to put up with Attenborough uh, lecturing you yeah. about the climate every once in a while, but I do love David Attenborough. I've been yeah. watching him since grade school. In what? Uh well, he would uh, on the Nature Show. Sister Doris would bring out Sister Doris Taylor, great nun, huh. would bring out, and we'd watch uh, David Attenborough. Uh, narrate things about nature. I guess he's been doing this all his life. Been a good he, and, he and Snoop Dogg. All uh, right. Yeah. What is these mongooses? <laughs> but Attenborough's got a better, better pipes. But the other thing you discover is how family-oriented animals are. It's just amazing, and how clever they are. The. Uh, one episode last night was on the desert, life in the desert. And these eagles, I guess this was a this is an American desert, American Southwest, and it was eagles that tend to hunt together. And they found a couple of ground squirrels. And and so they try to uh they try to uh capture them. But what the ground squirrels do is they head for the nearest cactus and hide under it. And the camera work is extraordinary. You can see the squirrel peeking out, wondering if they left yet. And I just, I just find it uh, spellbinding. It cures what ails you on a uh, long uh, February night uh, when, when you look out the window and all you see is whiteness. It's just, uh, it's just fascinating. Yeah, I'm, you, unfortunately, on the flip side of that, the bachelor kind of stresses you out sometimes. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't know. Okay. I do see in the paper though that uh, some Minnesotan made the final three. A female, uh, yes. Whatever that means. When I when uh, when I was it's home, it's a show last... about hookers, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not really sure what the show is about. Yeah. I know it's about a guy that says he loves a bunch of people, but it uh, uh, it's on. There's women in my home that watch it. Scott, Joe, I wanted to make an amateur uh, weather report with regard to your question about the temperatures of the snow cover. Yeah. As I'm traveling south through Garrison, I was watching the thermometer in the car, and it was reading 38, 39, 40. And then where the highway runs right next to the shores of mighty Lake Malak, it dropped to 31 and 32. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Thank you. Thank that's, you. That's, Have a, great that's day. almost a report from nature. Eric. Hey, Joe. Hi. Um there's another show called The Hunt, which is amazing, and the cinematography on it, I still don't know how they do it. Yep. Uh, but one of the things that was very entertaining to go through with my kids is we watched the whole thing on Netflix, and the last episode is The Making Of. And after telling us about all the harm that we as humans do to the environment, they show these guys trying to get their shots, and they're in the Arctic, and their snowmobile goes through the ice, mm -hmm. and they kind of look at each other like, well, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. There it sits. Mm -hmm. And they left it. Yep. So do more, drive less, and they'll take care of us. Yeah, that's Good right. Luck. Thank you. Uh, the other thing I saw last night was, I can't remember the name of the island, but it's the world's largest colony of penguins. Uh, and, yes. And the mother and father penguin take turns going into the ocean to stuff their mouth full of food to bring back to the kid. Yeah. But getting in and out of the ocean is treacherous because this is a remote place and, and the waves uh, have eroded the, sh it just sh sharp oh, rocks. Okay. And, yeah. And these poor uh, penguins, they just take their life in their hands 
getting off the island to get out there and fish. And they come back on and they take their life in their hands uh, to get back on the island. And they got to walk about three miles. And they got that great penguin walk going. Oh, yeah, going. right. You can't and they, it's laugh. like And they walk and it's like the uh, a scene from a, a war zone where all they can see is other penguins and now they got to find their penguin oh, and they're walking along right. like this and they're hey, ma, pretty, ma. Where, where are you right and then they pretty soon they hear him yep. they hear or he hears ma and then they find him and then the chicks get food and then ma goes god bless it right off she goes waddling she's her turn tell me the it's kids just are really cool tell me the the kid penguins are somewhat at least a little bit grateful or are they just oh they're happy hey i i didn't want that fish i wanted no, they don't. You know, they, they don't talk back. They can't send the food back. Okay, I got you. Neil? Yeah, I'll make it quick. Yeah, do you remember back uh, in the 70s, 60s, maybe, that Mutual of Omaha, Omaha's Wild Kingdom? Yes. Uh, that was kind of the start of this. And I remember one episode, no kidding, they were down in the Everglades or somewhere, and they actually came upon a snake. It must have been an anaconda or a python. Joel, this thing was 30 feet long. Yep. And they were wrestling with this thing. It had the guy, it had the one guy that used to run stuff down and tackle stuff. It had him up in the air and it damn near killed him and wrapped around him. Wow. Back in the day. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Back in the day. Is John Hyde ready? I, I really went he's off got, on a he, digression there, didn't I? He does. I, and I have things I should get to. He's done some research, and I think you'll be pleased with uh, the research that he's found for you. All right. Commencing Garage Logic Segment Number 3. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and 42 degrees. This update brought to you by Metafast. Uh, before I get to the sports and news, Joe, uh, the reason you've had a great radio show for so many years and, and I don't have a radio show is because your curiosity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I thought you were going to see your producer, but kind of <laughs> fast, yeah. Uh, when I saw the tolling thing about Teddy Bridgewater's contract, I just went with it, you know. Yeah. You you want to know actually I want to know what that means. I went and looked it up for you. All right. Uh, tolling is part of contract law. Uh, most contracts have a time frame, mm-hmm. but at times an action can't be adequately completed in due time. Tolling allows parties and authorities more time to assess and determine the legitimacy and viability of claims. That is called a tolling agreement. I see. And uh, the problem here, the time frame here, is because Teddy was on the physically unable to play list. Uh, in fact, it's somewhat common in professional and college sports, according to the, this is all from the lawdictionary.com, by all the right. way. All right. uh, it, uh, there's collective bargaining agreements for athletes, and uh, they stipulate rights, uh, but the tolling agreements uh, can make those uh, things work out better if there's an injury involved or uh, some other transfer if it's a college athlete. So it's another way of saying we have some extra time. That's correct. Without without there being any injunctions or uh, anybody being sued because I of the extra right, time being good. taken. So there you go. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, twenty six points, seventeen rebounds. The Timberwolves pulled away in the second half, beat the Sacramento Kings one eighteen to one hundred last night. The Wolves are off until Thursday. They do stay out on the West Coast. They'll play the Portland Trailblazers. Wild in action at home tonight, a game against St. Louis at the Excel Energy Center. And the Twins playing a later game today. Starts a little after 5 our time. The Twins playing exhibition baseball against Boston. Uh, speaking of the Twins, they announced yesterday they will offer Prince-branded merchandise year-round. After the baseball team secured a deal with the singer's estate, 
The agreement also ensures that the Twins will once again celebrate his legacy with the second annual Prince Night at Target Field. The, mm. the Twins will sell items like purple hats featuring both Prince's love symbol and the team's TC logo, as well as Prince-branded baseballs, shirts, and more. It'll be available exclusively at Target Field. The 2018 season's Prince Night will take place June 8th, with the first 10,000 fans in attendance getting an inflatable shape of Prince's purple cymbal guitar. Ah. The team will also host a special remembrance to Prince during a seventh inning stretch. Uh, it's nice. Uh, are we ever, I mean, zero disrespect, and I'm not calling the twins out. Is it time? Is that kind of past, or are we Just still? Just a little cheesy. I, I think it's cheesy as hell. The yeah. twins have done some great major promotions over the years. Are we trying to force this one? Is what I'm saying. I think so. Okay. Are what? you going to fix this for me? This wall. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'll come in right now during the news. All right. News notes from today: the longtime swim coach for the Orono School District is on paid leave. Bob Tunheim, the president of the school board, said at a meeting last night that although a police report hasn't been filed. Coach Pete Becker is under investigation by an outside law firm. I don't think it's Becker. No? How's it spelled? B-U-E-C-H-E-R. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I thought I heard it pronounced as Boucher. Oh, perhaps it is. It could be. Okay, we'll go with Boucher then. I don't know, John. I'm just (laughs) saying. We're we're both guessing? Yeah. (laughs) Tumenheim wouldn't get into specifics, but he urged the crowd of parents to be patient while the firm gets to the bottom of the complaints. Some current and former swimmers on the girls' team claim that Boucher bullied them or made inappropriate comments. According to parents at the meeting, he's been with the Orono School District for 18 years. The claims are similar to ones that ended his coaching career in Roseville. Where... I'd like to really know more about this story. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what what is it that is believed to have constituted bullying? Yeah, they don't uh, go into great detail, of course. Because I heard this on the Channel 5 News last night. Mm-hmm. He's at Orono, right? Correct. They yep. hired him, fully vetting him, uh-huh. after similar accusations in Roseville. That's correct. Okay, he's been there 18 years. Uh-huh. What? What? Whose feelings did he hurt is, is the feeling I'm getting. Mm-hmm. I really wish I knew more about this. Yeah, and they are not uh, saying much more, just saying it's under investigation by that outside law firm. And I'm assuming, well, you know what, it's a school district. We may not get more details, so... See what happens. Uh, the coach, by the way, declined to comment about any of the allegations. Maybe he's yelling at him to swim faster. I thought swim coaches always just said, hey, pretend there's a shark behind you. That'll make you swim faster. <laughs> Minneapolis police are looking for the person or persons who shot two people downtown just after midnight this morning. According to authorities, it happened just after 1230 on the 400 block of Hennepin Avenue South near Augie's. Police said two men were walking down the street when a vehicle passed and shots were fired from inside the vehicle. Both men taken to a nearby hospital. They're expected to be okay. They say they don't have any leads at the moment. They'd like anyone with information to call the Minneapolis Police Department. U.S. Cyber Command Chief Admiral Mike Rogers told lawmakers today he's not been granted the authority by President Trump to disrupt Russian election hacking operations where they originate. Asked by Democratic Senator Jack Reed if he's been directed by the president to confront Russian cyber operators, Rogers says, no, I have not. But he noted he has tried to work within the authority he maintains as a commander. While he didn't agree with Reed's characterization that the U.S. has been sitting back and waiting, he admitted that it's fair to say we have not opted to engage in some of the same behaviors we are seeing with regards to Russia. He said uh, they have not paid a price that's sufficient to change their behavior since the last election. This afternoon, White House spokesperson Sarah Sanders said the president is still looking at different ways to handle the situation with Russia.
Georgia's lieutenant governor today uh, threatened to prevent Delta Airlines from getting a lucrative tax cut after the company ended its discount program with the NRA. Delta is part of a growing chorus of businesses cutting ties with the NRA after the shooting in a Florida high school. Now the airline, though, coming under attack with Georgia's lieutenant governor threatening a sales tax exemption, making its way through the legislature. Meanwhile, that Georgia News gave an opening for government leaders in Delta's other big markets to make a free pitch at wooing the airline. And yes, that includes Minneapolis, where Mayor Jacob Fry made a case for Delta making this their headquarters. And New York Lieutenant Governor Kathy Huckle did the same for her state. Fire officials say a World War II explosive device was found by a couple remodeling a Virginia home. The Daily Press reports the couple remodeling the central Newport News home found the World War II-era explosive device inside a wall mm-hmm. last night. Officials say the Newport News Fire Department, firefighters, and police responded to the home. Battalion Chief Jerry Reed said they identified it as a World War II-era M6 60-caliber bazooka anti-tank rocket. That maybe just... Got away from somewhere in the air, or maybe somebody tried to hide it. Is that like the the street workers who paint over a dead uh, muskrat (laughs) on the highway? The carpenters just said, I'll help build around it. You got the frame in? Yeah, we got the frame in. We have this? Ah, that's okay. Just put it in the wall. Build around it. Bomb squad crews determined it was safe to remove the device from the home. Officials say they placed it in a secure container to be transported. It'll be turned over to the military sometime. Today. Well, do they get to blow it up, or do they just put it on display? Well, maybe it'll be a museum piece if mm. they uh, would diffuse it first. Diffuse, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. Driverless cars will be tested in California for the first time without a person behind a steering wheel under new rules. State regulators approved yesterday for the fast-developing technology. Those regulations are a major step toward getting autonomous vehicles to dealerships and onto the streets of California, where companies like Tesla and Waymo are leading the way on the technology. Until now, driverless cars could only be tested on public roads in the state if a person could take the wheel in an emergency. Nedhi Kalra, a Rancor scienti- a senior scientist who's been studying the issue, said, I think this is a move that had to happen for California to stay competitive in this field. Although the technology is being developed in California, companies like Waymo have already been testing in other states like Arizona because requiring a human driver limits the kind of car that can be tested, according to Kalra. But the advocacy group Consumer Watchdog slammed the new rules, claiming the autonomous cars have not yet been proven safe enough to be deployed without a human backup driver. The Anti-Defamation League is reporting a 57% increase in anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S. last year. The highest tally the Jewish civil rights group has counted in more than two decades, according to data it released this morning. The New York City-based organization found 1,986 anti-Semitic incidents last year. That's up from only about 1,200 in 2016. It also is the highest total since 1994 and the largest single-year increase since the group began collecting the data in 1979. The ADL said the sharp rise includes 952 vandalism incidents, an increase of 86% from 2016. ADL National Director and CEO Jonathan Greenblatt said the alarming increase appears to be fueled by emboldened far-right extremists, as well as what he calls the divisive state of our national discourse. Is Dave Dahl ready? I just confirmed that he is in the weather house. Uh, Very good. Gotcha. Cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Uh, 
Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're already up to 42, heading for a high today of about 44 degrees. Beautiful uh, day, similar to what we had yesterday, so a lot of melting going on. And that's going to lead to some fog again tonight after dark. 22 for the overnight low. West winds at 5 to 10. Refreeze. Watch out for the slick sidewalks and steps. Tomorrow, increasing clouds still mild. 40 for the high. And then drizzle becoming mixed with snow by later tomorrow night. And that will continue into early Thursday. It's not going to amount to much. Something less than an inch, if, if even that. 36 for the high on Thursday. 38 back on Friday with partly sunny skies. Back up to 42 on Saturday. That will be the best day of the weekend. Because then rain becoming mixed with some sleet Sunday and Sunday night. And then rain changing to some snow during the day on Monday. 34 for the high then. And snow windy and much colder on Tuesday. Tuesday's high 28 and a low of 14. And uh, could be some significant snow Monday night into Tuesday. Uh, that looks like a fairly large storm system at this point. But that can change, of course, with time here. 42 right now, Joe. All right, thank you. Do we have a uh, any access to the microphone down on Spoon Lake? Is that uh, if it? Uh, well, right now is it's it operational. We'll find out here in a second. I haven't flipped some... the switch yet. All right, all right. Let's see. Here we all go. Right. Oh yeah. Well, that's water running into the lake from yeah. the town of Garage Logic. It's kind of at that Isn't that, that lowest nice? point where yeah. all the water comes to. Let me turn it on. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, 42 degrees, you're going to get some melt, as we say. You know, John uh, mentioned in his newscast that California is now going to allow driverless cars to be tested without a driver. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, you had to have a driver in case something happened. I, I'm struggling with driverless cars. Uh, and it's not because I'm anachronistic or uh, opposed to, I'm not opposed to advancements in technology. Uh, but there's something. Well, oddly enough, I'm 100% agree with you that the driverless cars are. But I, I'm struggling <clears throat> with what motivates the idea that they're inevitable. In other words, uh, what collective belief is in play that we should automatically subscribe to the technology that is going to bring us to driverless cars? What's what's at issue there? What for if you have driverless cars, what else should we be taken out of? I, I don't, hmm. I don't understand uh, what. I'm struggling with it. I said I, I think about it a lot on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. I I have no, it's not my cup of tea whatsoever. Right. Uh, what what belief is motivating the idea that? That we should be relieved from the task of driving a car. There, I'm getting closer. What belief motivates the idea that we should be tasked? Uh, we should be relieved from the from the errand of driving a car. That that more safety can be promised us. That uh, no. we could, we could get more work done. Uh, what the hell is it? I I just I really really struggle with it, and I just don't understand why. Uh, why all the automakers seem to be capitulating to this idea that this is inevitable. We're all going to have to be producing driverless cars. I don't understand why. I would be I would be uh, favoring a, a, an automobile manufacturer who came out and said, I don't understand. We don't under, as a manufacturer of the Acme automobile, we don't understand why it's inevitable that you should be in a driverless car. We're going to continue to make cars that you have to drive. Right. 
I, I just find it... Uh, I, I know partially what is to blame. Where am I struggling here? Um, the people that are... The engineers and the backers of these driverless vehicles are trying to uh, market to the individual that is so busy and doesn't have the time to put the, the phone or the iPad or their business... To, it's basically uh, a commuting. It's no, what, well, no, well, yeah, but then what? If we go with what you're saying, is you, it's accommodating the lowest common denominator. Unfortunately, that's I, I fought with this with with my son, saying you need to learn the instincts of driving a car. He's, I'm going to be too busy. I've got stuff to do. I, I said, yeah, but when you're driving, that's the one you can think while you're driving. You know what the future of driving your car is going to be? At the rate we're headed, what? and I'm being quite serious, what? there will be places where you can go and get a get a state DNR park permit and drive around in an area where somebody will build some roads the way now you can go to ATV areas. That'll be the future. If you want to drive your own car, you will have to go to some <laughs> designated a, area. A track. A, well, a track or, or a road. Uh, Whatever you will have to go to some designated area, maybe you have to tow your car there in your driverless car, right? And then you can drive around and then put your car back on the trailer and have the driverless car take you home. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like where we're headed. Oh, even you know driverless tow trucks. Well, where would the small talk be? <laughs> exactly. You know, hey, uh, Earl, how you doing there? Well, you got the uh, tie rod here. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I, I'm troubled by the idea that I don't want to sit back and just take this. I don't want this. Uh, I don't, don't do me any favors is what I'm saying. Yes. And the fact that, you know, right now they might go slow, maybe 35, 40 miles an hour. But when they're going 70, do you want to leave that to chance? No. And, and what are you solving? Are you solving congestion? Uh, no. Not unless you build more infrastructure, which doesn't seem likely. Uh, I'm not, I haven't been sold yet on the idea that you're solving anything from a safety standpoint. And it's uh, not like the Jetsons where they're not flying cars. They're just, they're going to be cars that are uh, driverless. So you're right. You're not taking cars off the road. It speaks to a great faith in science, a great faith in technology that I don't happen to practice. Uh, I I just I, I'm aware that technology's done marvelous things and will continue to, but I'm not sold on the idea that I'm going to get in my little pod in my driveway and and <laughs> and plug in where it wants to take me. I don't want that. I don't need that. I'm tired of having things foisted on us that I don't want. How does the driverless car avoid the deer? At 70 miles an hour. Uh, uh, a person normally can't even react well, that fast. Well, a car can't avoid it either. So, I mean, no, but I'm saying, can't avoid but it. But a, a sighted, obviously that's stupid, a sighted driver. A driver uh, can see that animal and at least react whether it's good or bad. Right, but I've seen him twice and hit him twice. So, so we're going down the wrong road with deer. They'll probably, maybe they got better technology to avoid a deer than a human does. That's not my point. Hmm. My point is... I don't want to sit in my pod and read the paper. I, uh, I, I'm, you know what? I'm not ready for this conversation yet. I haven't, I haven't perfected it on the garage logic service road of life. I, and it's not that I sense. I, I don't necessarily think I'm sensing anything sinister. 
uh, except from the larger scheme of things, I think it's I think it constitutes uh, it being sinister to turn uh, uh, many of our daily uh, tasks over to technology that gets us into the field of artificial intelligence and robots and uh, mechanical animals taking over the world and whatever hysteria is attached to artificial intelligence. But I, uh, we'll have to revisit this at some point because yeah, so I'm we're not, not I guess done I with this. Telling it, you're... I guess I don't have it. Okay. I don't. I'm not ready yet to figure out why it's so uh, so bothersome. Just a moment. Yes, John. Well, it seems to me there are four factors that are involved with this driverless car. Number one is because we can. Yep. Number two is we're here to help. Yep. Number three, we want to limit liability and, more more importantly, responsibility. Mm-hmm. And number four, these millennials want to just sit and text and use their devices so they don't want to do anything. Thank you, sir. While they're driving. Thank Talk you. to you later. All right. I don't like it. I don't like it. Damn. Okay, Barry. Damn, Asian. I don't Barry. like it. I don't like you it. I don't like bit. the love of a driver. I like the love. <laughs> 1500 ESPN. There you go. I guess, uh, give, it, give it to us again. Give me your best, Barry, the next 10 seconds. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis is 42.